you're here on the Fire and Heart podcast. This is super exciting because I've got Dave Robinson here with us and it's extra exciting because not only is Dave Robinson with us, but also this is my first video podcast. Of course, we had Julia Blackwell on the last one, which was fantastic. Zoom call and here we are live with Mr. Robinson. Very excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. so. Dave Robinson is a local of Richmond, Virginia. Um, tell us about yourself. Awesome. Well, uh, local of Richmond. Uh, I travel a fair amount. Uh, I like to travel, so I, I don't feel like I got stuck. I'm, I have an amazing home here in Lakeside. Um, I professionally largely work in an area called story work, which is a um, form of diving into language, diving into to the stories we tell ourselves, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, personally, I spend a lot of time in the garden, and I run obstacle course races. Um, I am a senior fitness advisor to Kennis, which is a local Richmond uh, barefoot company, and I've co-founded a CBD company as well with a couple partners that uh, we can certainly talk about later on. One of the things I love the most about life is that it's living with capital letters. And I think a lot of us have experienced times in our lives where maybe we didn't feel like we were truly living, like truly experiencing all the, the good and you know potentially um, the not so great parts of life. And, and I think that I've really leaned into experiencing life fully uh, to helping others experience life fully and realizing that it is a process life is a process and we can grow we do grow um, you know and and there's ways to work through things maybe you know a little bit faster more efficiently or or uh, with less bumps in the road by sometimes asking for help so love living in all caps how do you guide people? Well, I think it's important to meet people where they are first and foremost. Um, you know, sometimes people are maybe in a hole, or frankly, they might have dug themselves a little bit of a hole. And uh, sometimes getting out of that hole is the first and first priority. You know, getting back to uh, a place where you can start to to see the light on a more regular basis, and and then you know, live in a more joyous capacity. So uh, that's the first step for some people. For other people, it's being really clear on what a life of success looks like for you as an individual. You know, so defining what you love to do, defining, you know, what feels like living to you, and then having the courage to overcome, overcome the fear and step into that. What is story work and why is it important? So story work is the process of uh, dissecting and analyzing the words that we use on a regular basis. Words being um, you know, the words we speak to other people and the words that we think or speak to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we really analyze the words that we're using, because the words are the, are the foundation of, this, of ultimately stories and, and how we perceive 
uh, the world around us, how we perceive the things that we've experienced in the past. And when we really dive into the words, we realize that you know, words are magic. Words are very powerful. And we can use the, the power for light or we can use the power for darkness, you know? And, and um, story work really emphasizes using words that build, build us up. Architect language is what we call that. And identifying and learning how to eliminate conflict language, which is the language that creates conflict within ourselves and conflict with other people. And so uh, it's a process of journaling, of breathing, of one-on-one -on -one interactions um, with, with a, a, a coaching style. And it moves people through the muck so that they can get their head above water and see the things that they want to see moving forward. So it's a really beautiful and very effective style of, of coaching that I found to uh, not only be very personally impactful, but professionally impactful as well. Beautiful. What, um, how have you seen story work changing lives? What's your experience of that? Well, I mean, it started with mine. Um, you know, I've been indirectly coached by this system since 2017 through a friend and mentor of mine who founded this system, uh, Mark England. And I realized that the more I dove into myself and the more I shined a light inside myself and onto myself, the more I could allow my own light to shine because I wasn't as afraid of the darkness, right? And so uh, story work opened me up to myself and allowed me to more authentically and fully step into you know, the, the person who I know I, I, I think always knew I could be, but maybe wasn't stepping into yet. And so I found going through that process that many of my peers and other coaches were going through very similar growth processes and um, they were having a ton of impact on their clients. And I decided to dive all in on story work with my own clients and I've seen you know, people work through active addiction, work through, you know, uh, maintain recovery. Um, I've seen people, you know, leave jobs that didn't serve them anymore or relationships that didn't serve them anymore or clear space from, you know, leaving a job or a relationship five, 10 or 20 years ago, you know? And, and so, uh, you know, kind of process those emotions and, and help to, to move on from that. And, you know, it's been very helpful to to help people get creative moving forward, which can be very fun, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when we vision cast and when we, we, you know, set those fears aside and start to embrace what we're capable of. So that's a fun part of the process that can happen once we have the, the uh, capacity for it. I found a, a ton of peace and clarity and serenity in, in nature, you know, uh, in, the garden and, and I think a lot of times we think that we need to go places to find nature and sometimes we may need to do that but in many ways we can create nature wherever we are and so or invite nature in wherever we are and so um, I've learned a lot from the process of planning uh, and then slowly implementing and nurturing seeds and having them bloom and develop into you know a, a beautiful landscape and, and that brings animals and creatures and it develops an entire ecosystem and, and at first it kind of it blew my mind almost one one morning because I had the realization of like oh my gosh this worked like 
wow. <laughs> Plant a seed, water it, give it sun, give it time, give it patience, and right, yeah. like how else can we apply this? And so uh, it's become a ritual for me in the morning to wake up, drink a glass of water, go outside barefoot, and water the lawn. And a lot of times I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm not really, um, you know, too engaged. I'm just engaged with being. And so it's become a, an active meditation of sorts. And so um, very much attuned to and appreciate tuning in to nature. In our previous discussions, Dave had mentioned that he is the founder and coordinator of the Art of Human Flourishing. And I'd love for Dave, I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, it's a, um, the Art of Human Flourishing comes from a, a term that I heard a couple years ago. It's a Greek term called eudaimonia, or eudaimonia. Um, it translates to roughly the art of human flourishing or more directly to having a good guardian spirit, which I, I really loved. Um, it's, it's an old ancient Greek term and Aristotle used a, a version of it, uh, Plato used a version of it, Epicurus used a version of it. Um, and I think it encompasses living with capital letters. You know, flourishing is a different feeling than surviving or maybe even a different feeling than, than thriving because I think that we can thrive in certain areas but we're not necessarily flourishing in, in all, right? And I think the, the idea is not to be, you know, the best businessman ever and, you know, having relationships or health that suffer or just be super healthy and not uh, be able to, to have quality relationships or, you know, build a business or whatever those other goals may be. And so I think that the art of human flourishing is, is a men's mentorship program that focuses on, on building out some of those skills, tangible skills over the course of a year. And uh, there's a group aspect to it. There's a lot of one-on-one -on -one time in that. And it's been a, a pretty valuable resource for, uh, for guys in the, you know, 25 to 40 age range or so who are working through life and who, you know, maybe we've walked a similar path and I could shine some, some light and give some advice in some a couple, or in a couple of different areas. So, uh, it's a great program. Beautiful, beautiful. And at the end, we will uh, establish how um, you can connect with Dave about the art of human flourishing or story work or all of the above. Tell us about your CBD company. Yeah, so I've been a believer in uh, cannabis and hemp for um, many purposes for, for a long time. And the issue that I found was that I didn't have, or couldn't find, frankly, a CBD company that uh, made a product, product that worked, that was at a price point that I could actually afford and that I knew was really clean, right? And so you know, I primarily use CBD for anti-inflammation and for recovery from exercise and, and for a, a sleep aid because it kind of helps to pull people into that parasympathetic nervous system state, that rest and relax. Um, founded the business with two partners of mine uh, close to a year ago and you know one uses it for kind of that anti-anxiety type type uh, way that a lot of people can use cannabis or CBD and, and another uses it as kind of like a focus, right? Because there's an uplifting aspect to it. But uh, the idea behind CBD in general is it is largely works under the hood, like uh, so to speak. Our bodies have uh, these receptors for these cannabinoids and 
Um, there are a lot of benefits that people have have uh, the people have had over time. So um, my company is called Health and Revelry, and we offer some oils and we offer a recovery balm as well. So super clean products that work really, really well for us. And um, yeah, it's a great price point and we've got a discount code. We have got a discount code and I'm super excited, super grateful for Health and Revelry. Dave is letting, is giving us a discount code. So um, Love Letter 10 gives you 10% off for any of his CBD products. Thank you. You're very welcome. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. This, so also as a testimony, I have used the evening one, the chill one, and every time it knocks me out in the, in the best way possible. <laughs> I get the most nourishing sleep. I am really relaxed when I wake up and I don't feel any um, attachment to it. And I think that's the most beautiful part to it is I feel that it's a very naturally potent substance that is um, beautiful. And thanks for creating your beautiful CBD company. You're welcome. Um, Support local. Always. Definitely. And you know, it was selfish to begin with because uh, now I've got great products that I can use on a regular basis and share with, with, with great people. But, uh, you know, it, it is something that I found to be a great addition to the healthy habits that people have. Um, you know, it, it's not a one size fit all, nor is it going to be a, a, you know, um, magic bullet, so to speak, of fixing all the problems and instantly getting so much better, right? But it, it works in conjunction with other positive lifestyle factors and it can make a difference when you know we're, we're doing uh, the right things or a number of the right things so there you have it CBD love letter 10 don't miss out Dave Robinson is what I like to call an onion this man is multi-talented loves life and is good at everything that his fingers touch. So Dave has a very wide history of Spartan races. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go into that? Yeah, sure. So, and thank you. Um, I have run close to 50 Spartan races, which are obstacle course races. Uh, and in the beginning, back in 2013, I was coming off a hiatus of health and wellness uh, we shall say and ran my first race and it kicked my butt and it sucked and I hated it until I finished and then I thought back wow you know and it was a great sense of accomplishment I was outside you know there was a great festival and you know the more I thought about it and reflected on the hard thing that that I had gone through and over the course of that race I realized one I'm super out of shape and need to start getting a handle on this <laughs> and two, you know, this is fun and if I really trained hard, you know, maybe I could get better at it and so, you know, the next race I came back and, you know, did a little bit better in the same race and so then I ran three the next year and then six the next year and then 12 the next year and uh, it snowballed from there so um, it's a great love of mine and it, it takes a, a well-rounded athlete to be good at, at this particular sport um, and it allows us to travel, it allows 
uh, me to connect with a lot of people and it uh, allows me to get outside and express myself physically, which is uh, an important thing for me. Uh, I found as part of that living with capital letters. So it checks a lot of boxes. Dave also won't say this, but I will because I'm super proud of him is going to OCR World Championships. That's true. In September. It's true. After a couple year hiatus, I, uh, it was a big goal of mine. I set a unrealistic and unattainable goal to qualify for OCR Worlds back in 2015 when I really didn't have any business thinking like that. And um, I think it was a great lesson for me to, to dream big and to set a, set a timeline that isn't um, you know, maybe it's not a rocket ship or straight up timeline and, and, you know, have some expectations that if you really want to do something big, it may take a while. And, uh, you know, so I, I did that and in 2018 I qualified and ran, uh, in London actually. And I had a great race. I finished top 100 in my age group, which I was really excited about, but ended up missing out in 2019 through injury and 2020 through uh, global circumstances and so here we are in 2021 and I'm excited to go up to Vermont in the end of September and uh, throw down on a mountain and it's gonna be a ball <sighs> I feel like that mountain talk we're gonna we're gonna talk about that mountain talk at the end cool I think this is an important topic agreed How has your perspective about health and wellness evolved over time? It's a great question. Um, I think a lot of us get into fitness or uh, dieting, right? Because that's, I think, where we start, is we want to go to fitness and dieting as opposed to health and wellness, right? Um, a lot of us go to return to fitness or turn to diets because we want to change something about ourselves or we aren't happy with something about ourselves. Um, you know, it, that's what it was in the beginning when I was growing up. So I've had that experience, something similar in, in college. And uh, I found over time that if I focus my training on health versus aesthetics, uh, then I get a lot of both benefits, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people focus on aesthetics and don't necessarily get the health. Um, I learned that there is a lot to good health. It's not just about what you eat or how you exercise or how much you exercise or what you do in the gym. You know, how you sleep matters. Uh, the water you drink matters. How much, how clean is it? Um, you know, your relationship to technology matters. Your relationship to, um, you know, those who are close to you, friends, family, or otherwise matters. And all those things work together to create health and to create optimal health and to create someone who's flourishing. And so it went from, you know, going to the gym, banging weights and eating, you know, chicken and rice every day to actually having a, a very holistic diet and approach to health that means I'm not you know, lifting as many weights or you know eating as much protein as I used to, but I'm a lot healthier, fitter, happier, and it's a much more sustainable way to live. And so, um, I just encourage anybody listening to to maybe think about a little bit more holistic approach to looking at health and wellness. And 
you may find some, some cool answers there. Dave also works with kids and he's so good at it. I am so enthusiastic about this concept because I've seen his magic that he does with, with kids and <sighs> go for it. Cool. So, <laughs> um, kids are much smarter than I think a lot of people give them credit for and they're much more perceptive and they focus on what you do more oftentimes than what you say. And I've really enjoyed being, uh, I guess, an informal role model or you know, informal coach to uh, to kids, you know, to, to kids who may not have necessarily the confidence or the uh, maybe are thinking a little bit too much about fear or maybe don't have someone outside of their family that they can have, you know, adult-like conversations with, whether they're you know, 5, 12, or 18, right? And so I think that that someone who can actually have a, a real conversation with a, a kid and treat a kid with respect and, you know, show them that, you know, you can take chances and you can fail and that it's okay. And, um, you know, that can be very, very valuable. And just like it's valuable for an adult. <laughs> but as an adult, we have more experiences to draw on if we don't have those types of interactions and so um, yeah that's been a, a cool experience I, I used to coach a kid soccer team back in the day as well and, and uh, you know, coach at a collegiate level in, in strength and conditioning and so you know now I can view them as like they're basically kids they're college students right but uh, yeah I, I really enjoy connecting with with I guess people of all ages and, and working on helping to shift their perspective on what's possible and uh, what is best way to do that. Dave, what's your favorite thing about life? Favorite thing about life? Mm. You know, I'm going to harp on this point, but living it. It's so fun to live life. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I made a list a while back, a couple years ago. I made a, a list of all the things I did on a regular basis, right? And I made three columns. I made a start column, a stop column, and um, I made a had to do column, I think in the middle, right? And the things that I loved was the start, and the things that I hated was the stop. And in that moment, and over the course of that, that exercise, I realized there was a lot of things that were not in my have to do pile that I didn't like doing. And so I just stopped doing them pretty much immediately. And there were also things in the love to do pile that I really love to do. And so I started doing more of them. And I think, you know, as simplistic as this is, if we can really learn about, if we can learn enough about ourselves to know who we are, what we want, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy, uh, then we can do more of the things that we love and less of the things we don't. And that sounds like living to me. So, um, you know, I, I've come to really enjoy being me, and I think that that's a really great place to come to. And if you love yourself, then the world starts loving you back. I think we need to talk about this mountain. Which one? The one that 
we are going to do what? If we're gonna do a mountain range, it's not just one mountain. <laughs> it's a hundred mile hike in Maine on a section of the AT called the Wilderness Trail. And I keep calling it a, a uh, adventure trip and Rue keeps calling it a survival trip. And you know. Hey, when you need to survive, you learn a lot of important skills. That's right. So we are ready. We're going to be ready. And we're going to have a really good time. And you're going to document it, right? Yes. Yes. So this might be part one, Dave Robinson. Yeah. Living. And then maybe part, part, two, part surviving. two, surviving <laughs> and living. We hope not. Uh, but I'm excited to do a part two after the the trip but um it's it's 100 miles it's supposedly beautiful country and and it'll be great uh, fishing great fishing exceptional <laughs> exceptional fishing. sold me correct sold me. so uh we'll see yes and we are planning to do it within the course of 10 days 10 days 10 days 100 miles in 10 days totally doable totes yeah all right so Dave Robinson, thank you so much. I want Dave Robinson, um, first of all, I, w I would like for you to tell all of us how we can reach you and connect with you. Yeah, um, workyourstories.com. And here's another ask I have is, I've really enjoyed getting random emails from people out of the blue that have listened to, to podcasts. And so email me work at workyourstories at gmail.com and uh, I will very likely get back to you. I'll get back to you. But you can also find me at get strapped, stay strapped on Instagram and my health and revelry company is at health and revelry as well. Beautiful and we get a, you get a 10% off if you use the discount code loveletter10. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> this was awesome. Should we, should we get the cat? Yeah, hold okay, on. Okay. This kitty has been so patient. So patient. So patient. This is Bijou. She's being so calm right now. It's Very nice. On camera. That's right. This is the greatest cat ever. Uh, best little personality. Super chill most of the time, but she hates like actually sitting still. She's a mover, she's a battler, but uh, she's the best. She is the best. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. See y'all.